This Cap Times podcast is brought to you by Exact Sciences Corporation, the makers of Colaguard. Learn more at exactsciences.com. I can't describe to you the feeling like I got tipped like four times in the past week and it's been five and ten dollars and it feels so good and it makes you like kind of have some kind of glimmer of hope that like, okay, we can do this. I'm Lindsay Christians. And I'm Chris Lake. This is The Corner Table, a podcast about food and drink in Madison, Wisconsin, produced by the Capital Times. The novel coronavirus has changed all of our lives since we last recorded in the Cap Times podcasting studio. So for the foreseeable future, we'll be coming at you from ad hoc home recording setups. We're still dedicated to exploring the culture of food and drink in Madison, uh, but now we're just going to be coming at it from a slightly different perspective. We'll be talking about home cooking, for instance, and keeping tabs on what's going down with the farmer's markets. Like a lot of our listeners, our attention immediately went to our friends in the restaurant industry who have been hit hard by a city suddenly on lockdown. This week, we're going to be talking with Brandon Brisky, a 14-year industry veteran who started the Madison Area Service Industry Support Group on Facebook, which, at last check, had over 600 members. Wash your hands and give a listen. Brandon, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. Glad to be here. So first of all, I'm hoping you can just give people a quick snapshot of your background in the industry, like where you work, how long you've been in service. Oh, wow. Um, I've been in the service industry in Madison coming up on like 14 years Nice. Or so. I uh, started working with the Roman Candle uh, back in 2006, seven helped open their Middleton location and a couple of the other locations as well. Uh, was there for about five years and then have been working for breweries pretty much since then. Uh, so I'm at Carbon 4 Brewing and uh, One Barrel Brewing Company. I've been with One Barrel maybe about four or five years. Carbon 4 I got recently uh, as a job in the front of house uh, maybe about a month ago. So unfortunately that was like a very quick like Employment and then layoff kind of <laughs> deal. Yeah. So have you mainly worked in the front of the house or both? I've worked both. My most recent job was with Funk Factory Guzzeria. It's like an all Belgian sour brewery. I was there for two and a half years, uh, just left in January. Um, so that was more of a production, uh, production thing. So I was like making the beer, you know, blending, doing all of that. Yeah, it was a lot of stuff. <laughs> That's on the south side, right? Yeah, yeah, south side of Madison off of Park Street. Nice. What attracted you originally to working in the service industry? Um, I very much enjoy interacting with people and with the service industry, specifically restaurants. You get a lot of people from different walks of life, so you're not just meeting the same kind of people over and over again. It's consistently changing. I was wondering, uh, I saw you started a service industry support group on Facebook recently, and I was hoping you could talk about why and when you decided you decided to start that group. Uh, the reason for starting the group was like I immediately had this sense of, oh, my gosh, what am I going to do with my time and how like how can I benefit other people? Because clearly so many people in the industry are dealing with the same thing as I am. So mostly like I find myself to be a connector. So just having one place where people are able to share their ideas and frustrations and like information, like general information, 
I think it really helped. <laughs> so I needed to do something. So I took that on and it grew to like 600 people in a couple of days, which is insane to me. I thought it would be some of my friends, some other restaurant folks, but it just took off. Really cool to see that. Were you able to identify any, like, did like one person share it and then it kind of like blew from blew up from there? Or was there any, I guess, impetus behind like the, the, the exponential growth that happened? Um, you know, I've been checking every, like I've been vetting everybody who has requested to join by myself. I don't have any administrators. Um, I figured just one person, it'd be easy. And it has been so far. Uh, it did take off quickly, I think from invite to invite, people kept inviting people from their workplace and that just kind of exponentially increased the amount of uh, influx in that group, so. Yeah, and so like, what are some of the, the, the resources that are being shared on, on there that people might not necessarily know about right now? Well, we've been really fortunate. I don't think I can say his name, but there's a gentleman who has been super generous with his time with unemployment services. That seems to be probably the top topic in the group at the moment, just making sure that everyone's got some money coming in. Most people have been laid off and having that background, the gentleman with the background and like knowledge to help guide people through that process has been, I think probably the best thing to come out of that group. It's got the most responses, likes, et cetera. And then just general information on what places are open. Another great topic, you know, so you can support your industry while not leaving your house. You can still get delivery from like the Alchemy or, you know, Green Owls doing takeout. You know, that's just my general neighborhood and you see it all over town. So all that information is being shared there and it's great to have that little community. I was seeing a coworker working on a story the other day about something like 150,000 people applying for unemployment insurance. I, I know that the, the phone lines are probably pretty backed up at that level, right, at the state level. But I, I wonder if, are you finding that folks in the industry are coming together, supporting each other, helping, you know, figure out what to do if something isn't working? Are you seeing that kind of community happen even as we're all under kind of social distancing and isolation? Yeah, I think, you know, more people are finding creative ways to use their time, specifically when it comes to helping other people out. I'm seeing tons of people who are asking for help and who are getting their help, their needs met, whether it's that virtual tip jar for service industry folks that's been going around town, uh, whether it is places like One Barrel, you know, 100% of the profits from gift cards went to the staff, me, which is amazing that they even put that in place and that sparked more businesses to do something similar whether it's uh gofundme or if it's just like a virtual tip jar for their staff it's really been crazy to see it the community level reach this peak right now it's very cool can you talk a little bit more about what that virtual tip jar is uh well i did not start this but somebody put a Google document together where you can input your Venmo, PayPal, or both of that information on there. It's got well over a thousand people. I haven't checked to see um, what that is, but essentially it's just a place where you can put where you work if you are laid off, and then it's a way for people to tip you from their couch. Let's say they're drinking a beer or a glass of wine and you feel like tipping your favorite bartender, you can go in there and find that information and tip them, keeping that support alive within your community, which 
is greatly necessary right now. Yeah, and it definitely seems like, I mean, especially within like the service industry in Madison, there is, you know, a lot of intermingling. A lot of people have worked multiple restaurants and there is, this is proving to be an example of a community that is really coming together and being able to support each other as far as, you know, sharing information and just emotional support, I guess, given the tenuousness of how things are right now. Definitely. And it is incredibly important right now that we have that emotional support and that people feel supported within their community, especially right now. <laughs> yeah. Have there been any any pushes as far as maybe not people requesting legislation specifically, but is there anything that, that you know of where people could possibly reach out to you know local lawmakers or older people or anything along those lines to possibly affect some kind of a positive change to support the industry right now? You know, I think there have been, and this has also been shared in the group, several petitions that end up on the desks of local legislators. For instance, there was one for breweries. Having beer delivery right now would be amazing, and that would keep a part of the businesses that closed down alive. Like, if you don't have a restaurant within your brewery, just delivering your beer anywhere is incredibly important. And you have the people who want it. They don't want to leave their houses either. So maybe that'd be a good way to keep that part open. What you're describing would be, you know, say somebody could, you know, call one barrel and say, I'd like a case of, you know, the commuter Kolsch. And they would send somebody out with a couple of cases in their trunk that they're, you know, passing out to people that are asking for them. Is that kind of what that would look like? I, I would think so. Yeah, it might be a little bit more structured, but I mean, that'd be pretty cool if that was the way that it went, right? Just yeah. call me up. I'll, I'll do more. <laughs> this podcast is brought to you by Exact Sciences. Join the Madison-based team working to lead earlier cancer detection. Visit exactsciences.com to view the company's hundreds of open jobs. I recently bought a t-shirt from the restaurant that I wish I could go to. So I'm going to come out of this with a $20 t-shirt from one of my neighborhood restaurants. But I know that I'm not alone in feeling really powerless because there are a lot of places I would love to go to and love to support. But at the same time, like I'm thinking about, well, you know, how long are my finances going to last? Like how long is my job secure? Everything feels very tenuous and very sort of unknown And the things that I usually use to make myself feel better about those things are, you know, going out for a drink. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, exactly. I wonder how how are you doing? Um, for the most part, pretty good. I've gotten so I've got my unemployment coming in. It's not a crazy amount, you know. I'm not making thousands of dollars by any means, but I'm trying to find things that. I know that I've neglected in my life, like things I'm interested in, books I've had on my shelf that I haven't read, podcasts that I haven't listened to. So I'm going down that checklist of things and kind of picking each uh, something in a day to do. And that's kept me busy for the time being. But, you know, how long is that going to last? Yeah. Is that a sustainable way to to keep living? You know, so you got to find something else to do. So. Well, I mean, that's that's the, the biggest, you know, anxiety creating aspect of this for me personally, I'm sure for a lot of other people is just, you know, it's one thing to be self-quarantining and social distancing for, you know, a few weeks. 
but yeah. I mean, this really is something where we don't know if it's going to be months. I mean, right. it's, it's just this very, very unknown, you know, quantity right now. And I know, you know, there's the, the relief bill that's going to be coming down, but it seems like there's kind of mixed reactions on that. Is, do you know, is, is there anything in there that is specifically about service industry support? Um, I know some of that affects small businesses. I know that like small businesses loans can be deferred or, or something. They were talking about that before. I'm not sure the exact details on it, mm-hmm. but I would hope that that assists some of the small businesses around here, breweries, restaurants, cafes. I would hope that that would help a little bit, but you know, to what, at what point then as a business, you're not making any money. And again, it's a big question mark up in the air of how long this is going to last. What is sustainable for your business? What makes the most sense? Unfortunately, you know, the reality of it is I'm sure some of the businesses are going to close. And that absolutely destroys me to think that that can happen to like my community, but it's not just happening here. It's happening everywhere. So like, what do we do? What is the right path forward? Yeah. I don't have that answer. And I mean, that's, I think, another reason why I started this group. What kind of ideas can we get going out there? What haven't we thought of yet? And hopefully something works out in the next couple of days or weeks and we can have a clearer path ahead. Yeah. Has there been any, any kind of creative spitballing in in the group i don't know just like real you know weird pie in the sky type things people are floating out there or um i know a friend of mine was talking to one of the people who raised a bunch of money for jennifer street market back a couple months back to keep that open Mm. Mm -hmm. so working with people who have previously fundraised but like it gets kind of clogged up when you're thinking okay so we have we have a great huge fund we have a trust for all these displaced service people how do we get money out to those people and like what would the sign up process be to receive money from that fund what are the laws regarding such a fund i i have no idea but like these are some of the things like do we set up a fund for the entire community do we restrict it to dane county do we restrict it to just madison do we restrict it at all like again don't know the right place yeah so that's that's an idea could all the communities kind of pull together a very large fund? Maybe. Maybe that could be state to state. It's just, you know, finding those people who've done that kind of work before, connecting them, and then getting it done. But that takes a lot of effort, and I know a lot of people are kind of on their last, on their last edge there because your mental health is also suffering during this time. So you may not be as creative as you once were, or maybe you're more creative. big question marks all over (laughs) yeah i mean and that's been something that i mean i personally have you know hit on where i mean so much of just the the low rumble of anxiety is just taking up so much mental and you know emotional bandwidth in my head that it's it's really difficult to focus on you know small things that aren't that yeah i am reminded as i scroll through instagram and other social media how many people in the service industry are incredibly just creative people to start with, people who are artists and musicians, and they're still sort of making art and making music even in this context. And that has been really lovely and encouraging 
because for a while I couldn't even read a, a novel. I, I was so stressed and distracted, and I thought, yeah, you know, <laughs> let alone yeah. like make yeah. make something a little bit beautiful. And so that's been. I thought that was really encouraging to see. It's great to see all those people. I mean, I'm one of those folks who just like needs to get out the guitar and do something creative or like make a drum beat. There's a bunch of free programs now for musicians that you can download. A lot of people have made their software free for like creating beats online or something just to be anything but depressed and anxious on your couch for the seventh day in a row, you know, anything to kind of change that mindset up. Yeah. And it is cool to see, you know, all your friends in the service industry who are like painting at their house or like woodworking. Incredible to see those people doing their thing and thriving, even in situations where, you know, maybe we, we shouldn't be thriving, but dang, we are. Yeah. I mean, it's all you can really do. <laughs> it is. It really is. So if people want to find the support group, if they want to join it, if they want to find other ways of supporting you, what is the best way for them to do that? Well, even if you're not a service industry person and you want to see what's going on, I do encourage you, join the group. I'm, again, the only one who is approving people. Uh, there's a three-part question when you sign up to join. Uh, I had to implement that like after day two because so many people came in. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, just say, hey, I'm not in uh, the industry, but you know, looking for ways to help or just type that answer into one of those question fields um, and then kind of see what our community needs, see what our service people are asking for. And if you can help in some way, great. You're connected. Talk to those people. Reach out. Like that's all you can ask for at this point is just to you know put your needs out there and have those needs met hopefully by uh, a community it's just going to take all of us yeah i mean i know obviously there isn't any kind of a uh, like a magic bullet that you know, anybody could do but is there like if uh if anybody listening to this if there was one thing that they could do is there any any one thing that would possibly be like the most helpful even if it's you know if they've got five dollars to give to like one person or if it's buying gift cards to the old fashioned or I mean, you know, wherever else, is there any, any of those that are going to trickle down to the, the service industry the best? I don't know if there's a best way. I think that there are many ways and these virtual tip jars, like find a place that resonates with you or a person, like someone left an impact on you. Tip them that five bucks. It may be a little bit, but I can't, describe to you the feeling like I got tipped like four times in the past week yeah. and it's been five and ten dollars and it feels so good and it makes you like kind of have some kind of glimmer of hope that like okay we can do this and if each person does that if each person who has that extra five bucks yeah. tips somebody or goes to that virtual tip jar and just randomizes it yeah. just throw a n random number generator in there and tip that person like any of that would help and it would make somebody's day. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's really good to, you know, I mean, I, I wasn't sure, you know, what the vibe was going to be going into this conversation, but it feels really good to be leaving on, you know, such a, a positive, uh, I mean, still very optimistic note. I mean, you know, it's, uh, yeah, nobody knows what's going to happen down the line, but it still feels like we're, we're able to do things for other people. I love that. Thank you. Yeah, that's great. Thank you. 
Absolutely. And as long as we have that, as long as we are aware that what we do, even those small acts of kindness within your community, no matter what we do, that'll kind of perpetuate and push this to a place where maybe we can, we can get it all back. Maybe we can bring it back while maintaining that sense of community and that sense of togetherness. Yeah. So that's, I mean, that's all we can do right now. Absolutely. Well, thank you again, Brandon. Thank you for your time and for all of your work around this. We really are glad to have had the chance to talk to you today. Yeah, thank you so much. And, uh, you know, you guys take care of yourselves. And I hope to speak with you all soon. Will do. All right, take care. Great. Take care. See ya. This has been The Corner Table, a podcast about food and drink in Madison, Wisconsin, produced by the Capital Times with appropriate social distancing. Our theme music was composed by Patrick Christians, and the show was edited by Natalie Yar. To keep things moving during the quarantine and because things seem unstable these days, we'll be dropping episodes as soon as they're edited. You can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And send your quarantine cooking club adventures to lchristians at madison.com. Lindsay and I are both on Twitter and Instagram, so please feel free to track us down there. And be sure to check out captimes.com for more local food and drink news. I am Cap Times food editor Lindsay Christians. And I am Madison, Wisconsin food appreciator Chris Lay. Our wish for you this week is a hearty pasta, because nothing is more comforting than carbs. Stay safe, and cheers! cheers. This podcast has been brought to you by Exact Sciences Corporation, the makers of Colaguard. Once again, be sure to learn more at exactsciences.com.